Only three sleeps until Christmas, you guys. This is Justin Ravitz, and it's your Friday U.S. edition of The Daily Lowdown, your 411 on all things music, entertainment, and celebrity news. Now we have another disturbing story, so please listen with caution. In a shocking new lawsuit, Vin Diesel's former assistant has accused a Fast and Furious star of sexual battery. The former assistant, whose name is Asta Jonathan, alleges that the Hollywood star, whose real name is Mark Sinclair Vincent, forced himself upon her at an Atlanta hotel in 2010. Jonathan further alleges that she was fired by Diesel's production company after she refused his advances. And she is also suing for discrimination on the basis of sex and gender, intentional infliction of emotional distress, hostile work environment, wrongful termination, and retaliation, and also names his production company One Race in the filing. Reps for Diesel have not yet responded to requests for comment. Oscar season really is just around the corner. So tonight, enjoy yourselves, because nothing can take the sting out of the world's economic problems like watching millionaires present each other with golden statues. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has announced the shortlist for 10 categories for the 2024 ceremony. What's the shortlist anyway? Well, before the official nominations are announced, the Academy provides a longer list of potential nominees, which specific branches of the Academy then vote on to call and determine a final list of nominees. So, the categories shortlisted on Thursday were Documentary Feature Film, Documentary Short Film, International Feature film, makeup and hairstyling, music original score, music original song, animated short film, live action short film, sound and visual effects. Films with multiple shortlist mentions include Barbie, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Color Purple, and The Zone of Interest. Nominations voting runs January 11th through 16th, and the official nominations are announced on January 23rd. And the Oscar ceremony will be held March 10th at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood and will be televised live on ABC. The host, once again, is Jimmy Kimmel. In today's Taylor Swift news, a jewelry mystery has been decoded with a surprise ending. At Tay's 34th birthday outing last week in downtown NYC, Time's Person of the Year was spotted wearing a ginormous opal and blue topaz rings. Fans and outlets alike naturally assumed that it was a gift, obviously, from her boyfriend Travis Kelsey. Alas, no. The bauble was actually designed and given by one of the party's guests, Kelly Sperry, who is an actress and wife to Miles Teller, another one of the party's guests. Kelly cleared all of this up on her IG stories on Thursday, noting alongside photos of the ring and Taylor fawning over the ring, love this ring I had made for my friend, she's bejeweled. Now, the inclusion of opal and topaz is probably a nod to Taylor and Travis's birthstones. Other guests for Taylor's big B-day shindig included Blake Lively, Gigi Hadid, Zoe Kravitz, and others. Super casual. The album cover for Nirvana's 1991 album, Nevermind, is one of the most recognizable and iconic of all time. But a talked-about lawsuit regarding this enduring image of a naked infant in a pool is going forward after previously being dismissed by a judge. Spencer Eldon, now 31, was the baby photograph for the landmark LP and is suing various parties, including the record label and art directors, and alleges that he was a victim of child pornography. The case was initially dismissed in September on the grounds that it had surpassed a statute of limitations, but a new panel has reversed that decision after Eldon's attorneys argued that constant republication of the popular photo has proven traumatic. The case will go back to LA courts for further proceedings. How many times have you heard Wham's Last Christmas this season? Can you even count?
Well, in a recent interview with The Telegraph, Wham's former manager, Simon Napier-Bell, revealed that George Michael ultimately had mixed feelings about the classic Yuletide hit, which he of course wrote. He was always slightly upset by the fact that he naggingly knew it was the best thing he ever wrote. George, above all, really wanted to be remembered as a great songwriter, and I think at the bottom of his mind it was rather annoying that the song he got so perfect was a Christmas song. I don't know, Careless Whisper is pretty perfect too, right? And that's it. Check out our social media channels and hellomagazine.com for all the latest celebrity entertainment and music news, and have a Merry Christmas!